0: Hey mom, hey, welcome to your favorite podcast, Letters to an Imperfectly Perfect Mom. This show delivers parenting, positivity, and a promise for moms to know we don't have to be perfect. Each week, we want to inspire you to take what you hear, develop your knowledge, improve your habits, and boost your confidence. All of that is to help you be a successful mom for your children. Remember, it's okay to be imperfect, and that's exactly what makes you perfect. Now here's your host, Coach Dina Michelle.
1: All right, welcome, welcome to our doula One Hundred and One, where you're gonna learn about what a doula is and how a doula could be beneficial to your prenatal journey. My name is Lakita Watts. I'm a certified full-spectrum doula, founder and executive director of Essentially Empowered Inc. and a student midwife. And I have some amazing ladies here with me that's going to work you through the process of what it means to be a doula. So I'll stop sharing my screen so that they can introduce themselves. We can start off with Angela, go ahead.
2: Hi, good afternoon. My name is Angela King Sawan. I am a full spectrum doula and Herbalist and I am very happy to be here today. Um, I'll pass it over to Dina.
3: Hi, everyone. I am Dina Michelle, and I am a full spectrum doula. Um, Again, just like Angela, I'm excited to be here and share the knowledge that I have with all of you ladies. Kumaria, would you like to go next?
4: Absolutely, thank you so much. Um, I am Kumaria Holland. I am also a full spectrum um, holistic doula, and I am also a student midwife And I'm glad to be here. Thank you.
1: Thank you ladies. So we'll get right into some of the questions that we have for you. And we'll start off with Angela. Um, Angela, I know that you are a certified full spectrum doula, but do you mind breaking down what that looks like just for the prenatal period of the the spectrum of pregnancy and what that looks like um, with doula services?
2: Of course. Um, Thank you, Lakita. Being a full spectrum doula and in the prenatal period is really important and we work with our birthing persons, um, really getting to know each other, building a rapport, building comfort and finding out um, where, where we're needed. Um, Whether it's education or the emotional support or a little bit of both, um, I think it's really important to go over everything with our moms, making sure like from nutrition to exercise, just that whole body wellness. Um, And we're there really as much as needed, you know, some Moms want us there and involved more than others, and that's okay. It's about really finding that comfort level and just filling in the gaps and making sure that our moms are really secure in this process and feel very empowered moving into the birth. Thank you. And
1: Kamaria, can you share some benefits of what it's like to have a doula at um someone's birth?
4: Sure. So, during a birth, um the benefits of having a doula um first and foremost of having the extra support, um a lot of the times in the birthing room, the doctors and the nurses are kind of focused on Um, the baby and the care for the baby. And so the benefit of having a doula um, is the doula can explain some of the things that's happening around the room um, while the doctors are kind of taking care of the things that they need to take care of, as well as the nurses. Um, The doulas can explain to mom what's going on, um, give them some encouragement, give them information, give them education around um, some of the terms that are being used that they may have heard before, but don't really understand what they mean. Um, And just, you know, make sure things are kind of going the way that um, your birthing plan is, that you want your (laughs) birth, I'm sorry, having things go the way that your birthing plan um, it's set up to go. So the things that you want to happen, the things that you are excited to happen, you can kind of make sure and kind of reinforce those things that you're looking for.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Kamaria. And then Dina, can you share the benefits behind having a doula in the postpartum period of um, the prenatal spectrum?
3: So kind of like um, same thing with Kamaria. again, it's that good support system. So doulas I feel like are probably gonna be your support system no matter what period of you deciding that you want to um, have a baby in. So with the postpartum of course is after you have the baby. So once you go home and the doctors and the nurses are no longer there with you at home, a doula is someone who can come in and actually help you with some of those things that you have at home. So um, with infant feeding, so if you're having trouble, whether you're chest feeding, breastfeeding, or even bottle feeding, you have a lot of problems and trouble. So a doula can be there to help walk you through those things, to see some of those things, to be there, to be emotional support, to be a support to you, and also to help um, with your partner, to make sure that your partner has a support to support you as well. So again, a great just benefit of it is, again, making sure that you have that support system. So whether it's helping with housekeeping, watching with the other children, or helping to incorporate the older children, if you have older children. So a lot of those things, the postpartum doula comes in and help with once you're at home with the baby, when all the doctors and the nurses and everybody else is gone. Thank you. All of
1: you talked about um, the benefits behind the work that you're doing, whether it's uh, antepartum, whether it's birth doulas, or whether it's postpartum doulas. Can you touch on a little bit about um, what are some of the challenges a birthing person might experience within those individual spectrums that, that you all service in? Um, any one of you can go first and you can just popcorn it to the next person.
3: I'll go. So some of the challenges, which I kind of mentioned before, when you're in the postpartum period, again, is that breastfeeding, chest feeding, or even feeding altogether. So those are probably one of the biggest challenges that I'm facing when I'm going in helping these postpartum moms, um, especially with first-time moms, um, with the latching on, their breast breast swelling, um, knowing if they have any infections or anything like that. So a lot of the challenges, again, is coming in and they're not knowing. So that unknowing of what's happened when you're at home. And so there is, again, no doctors, no nurses, no one there to help you. And so that unknown, that fear of not knowing can be scary. Um, Rushing to the emergency room or rushing to get help when you can have that doula who can be there to help you, to walk you through some of those things. You know, this is absolutely normal. This is going to be some things that we're going to face. And then on the other hand, it could be, no, this is something that is emergency and you do need to go in and get seen. So having that doula can come in and help with that challenge. Um, There's also a lot of, you know, like I just said, the biggest challenge is, you know, that lack of education, not knowing and not those unreal expectations that I'm going to go home and I'm going to have my baby, my baby's going to sleep automatically throughout the middle of the night when that's not the case, or my baby's going to automatically latch on and, you know, it takes practice, it takes work, just as anything So um, that's another one of the challenges. Um, Other challenges that we can have, um, which I feel like is probably the biggest challenge that a lot of moms come home with, birthing persons come home with, rather it's your first time baby or you have other babies is a lack of support. And a doula, again, is definitely going to be there to help you. So if you don't have that support system, your village, a doula can become a part of that village to help you with some of those challenges. So that way, you know, um, what you're looking out for, what to expect, and how to um, be the best birth and person you can be once you're at home with your baby.
2: Well, and I'll, I'll add on to that as well. Um, in the antepartum stage, you know, prenatally, I think that so much across cultures in this country, you know, our knowledge has been lost, and there is so much stress and anxiety um, for people once they get, you know, pregnant. So, us being there to answer those questions, to make sure that we're doing that education piece, um, is so important. And we're doing accurate education, whereas sometimes you get friends or family members who mean well. Um, but they're giving information that isn't that helpful and supportive and may cause more anxiety for the moms so it's it's really important for us to again you know build that bond, be there to answer questions um, and to talk through things, and also to to create that birth plan and to start talking about nursing and and or bottle feeding and seeing, you know, what is best for your lifestyle? You know, we talk about lifestyles because it is a big change, but it still has to make sense in a person's lifestyle and their family's lifestyle. Um, so just making sure that we talk through things and we start preparing the mom to start thinking about this, talking with her partner if she has one or with whoever her support system is. Um, And it's just, it's very, very important that we're talking through everything that comes up and letting people know that no question is a dumb question. Like, everything is valid. If you have a question around it, then it's valid and it needs to be answered. Um, So those are just some things that can come up. But if we're doing our due diligence and preparing the mother properly, then in postpartum, it isn't as stressful. And you know, you've been thinking about it and you're prepared and you've been studying up on it. Um, and it makes the transition just that much easier. maria do, yeah. do you want to, do you want to add in? <laughs> yes, you ladies hit a lot of the, um, challenges. So a lot
4: of these challenges kind of overlap each other. So support the education. Sometimes I know what a doula is could be a challenge. Um, so understanding the role of a doula, um, some other challenges, um, in the birthing area, in the birthing space, um, could again be just lack of education. Um, sometimes things go really, really fast. So being able to understand what's going on. Um, also like there's some 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 things that I have, I have experienced in the birthing room is just doctors and nurses not kind of following the birthing plan like the parents want. And so the importance of that doula being there to make sure like, hey, they do not want pain medication right now or on the birthing plan it says um we want to wait that extra those extra seconds in order for the cord to stop pulsating so my baby can get that the extra nutrients from um the placenta so making sure that their their dreams and aspirations are being followed, um, making sure their voices are heard, making sure that they know that they matter and that their decision is theirs and what they want it to be.
1: Thank you, ladies. Um, can you talk about a time, each of you, can you talk about a time where you felt like, you know, had you not been there, your working person's journey would have just been completely Different, whether um, whether it was something that you yourself has done, you know, to kind of alter their situation or alter their birthing journey, or just something that you've witnessed and you have to kind of advocate on. Can you share about an experience that you had where you feel like you and your role as doulas really was impactful with your client?
2: Um, I can I can start if that's okay Um, with prenatally. I think that um one of the big things is really um teaching our clients how to advocate for themselves because the truth is like we we might not always get there in time or we might not be able to come you know right when we're needed and i think that's a huge part is that we have to start learning how to advocate for ourselves in a way that's effective too because some people will say, well, I speak up for myself, but there's a difference between speaking up and then speaking up and being heard. And I know, um, with prenatally with moms that I've seen, a lot of women are high risk and they don't realize it. Um, Oh, I'm sorry. Birthing persons are, are high risk. And, um, Like for for doulas, we help manage that stress, bring down that anxiety, and teach healthy coping skills, healthy lifestyles. Um, And it, it does start there. You know, it starts with just showing someone how to make a smoothie or learn about foods they've never been exposed to before. Because once we have moms taking care of themselves, it just naturally flows to the baby, not only prenatally while well, the baby's in womb, but then also after as well, because when you have a healthy mom, you have a healthy family. Um, so I just, I, I do think that, you know, us being there through all stages is very important and very effective. And it helps that journey so that, it, it gets passed down to our future generations. When we're doing that education with our moms, the moms will eventually do that education with their children when they're ready to have families. So it's, it's a lot more impactful than I think most people realize right now. Um, and it goes back to our original ways of being in all of our cultures.
4: So, um, there's been a few times where I've been in a birthing room and, um uh, medication names are getting thrown around. And so, um, without the education and without being able to kind of look up what was going on, um, as it was happening to help mom make the right decision for herself, um, her doula was there. I was there, I was there to kind of, um, you know, as they were talking about it, I was able to look it up. Um, they they give you a, a second to kind of think it over and stuff like that. And I was able to share what I found or, you know, just share the information with mom and she appreciated that. The whole family appreciated it um, because they were to make the best decision for their family. And um, it it being a a medication that she was allergic to. So, you know, with a life or death situation. And so just having a doula being present, you know, to make sure things are going the way that you need them to go, going the way that you want them to go can be can be life changing sometimes.
3: And a time for me, again, it sounds like this is this repetitive thing is again, the education. So for me, it was a time during a postpartum mom, um, she kept changing the baby's formula. She was bottle feeding. And this was at that time when formula was very, very hard to get. So whatever formula she was able to get her hands on, she was feeding the baby um, just to make sure that the baby was eating. But the baby just kept spitting up, kept spitting up, kept spitting up and wasn't gaining enough weight. And so the doctor would then just switch to another formula thinking that it was a formula. However, with that lack of education and even advocacy, she wasn't being upfront with the doctor, letting the doctor know whatever formula she can get her hands on is what she was feeding her baby. So then being able to give her that proper knowledge to help her to understand, you know, let's try and do whatever we can. Let's provide you with these research so we can stick to this one formula and see if this one formula is really what's. Um, helping for the baby—is it good for the babies? Is what the baby needs. Um, so we went around in our little chat. Like, does anybody know where this formula is? Again, that network that support that village to be able to find formula. Her to be able to make sure that this was the right formula for the baby. And then even with that, once I got to the visit and we did get the formula down packed, and she was keeping the baby on the formula to make sure that this was the right formula for the baby. Um, come to realize that after she was feeding the baby, she'll just lay the baby down flat when the baby just needed to be propped up. So a lot of times the baby was spitting up because the digestive tract was being off whack because she was laying the baby down flat. So being able to have me as a doula coming in and to help her to get some of that education, help her to find some of the resources, we're able to get that baby back on a healthy weight gain, helping her to be able to relax as well as you know not feel as uncomfortable like she doesn't know what she's doing as she's feeding her baby. And again, she still had that, lack of support. So being able to have that doula there, me and then also um, a couple of other people, we were able to help her to support her to make sure that she had everything that she needed for herself and
1: for her baby. Thank you so much, ladies. Um, So I just wanted to bring this slide up because we talked about um, the different aspects of what uh, doula care can look like. And I just wanted to shine some light on what a doula is and just that there are many different types of doulas. So a doula is a person who provides emotional and physical support to you during your prenatal journey. I say a doula is your sister. She, she can be a mentor. She, she's your GPS navigator in the birthing space. She's what you need in the moment that you need her. Um, doulas, Um, can, there are different, there are several different types of doulas. So there's your antipartum doula. That's your doula that usually typically works with the high risk moms. Then there's the birth, there's the birth doula. Then there's the postpartum doula. There's the end of life doula, the fertility doula, the sex doula, and the holistic doula. And I just wanted to shine a little bit of light on the fact that doulas can also be men as well. So, um, I know we talked a little bit about, uh, what the benefits are, um, and what some of the challenges can be like, but there are some people who aren't aware of what a full spectrum doula is and what that kind of support looks like. And we just shared a little bit about the different types of doulas here, but a full spectrum doula, sorry, a full spectrum doula kind of really covers all of these components, right? So can each of you share like what a full spectrum doula's journey is like or what your journey has been like with supporting um, a birthing person from start to finish? Um, and we can start with, um, we can start with Kamaria.
4: Okay, so spectrum dual means I've been invited to baby showers. I've been to doctor's appointments. Um, I've been to prepare of the household before the baby comes home nesting. Um, I've been a part of the nest journey Um, I've been in the birthing room I've been virtually to support moms who felt like hey I got this I don't need you there but I still want you there Um, so and that's awesome as well Um, I had a 65 hour birth before where um, I just kind of was in and out in and out in and out um, to make sure mom was comfortable, make sure the family was comfortable getting the things that they needed. Um, I've been even after birth, I've been able to be a part of these families' lives. I've been invited to birthday parties, um, postpartum support, going away with the work of mom before, like let her keep her baby. So, you know, full special means from the beginning to the end until you don't need me anymore. I'm a part of your life. Thank you,
3: Kamaria. Um, Dina, can you, do you mind going next? I can go next. So, full spectrum doula. Uh, mine is not probably as exciting as Kamaria's because um, a full spectrum doula for myself, it looks a little bit different. Um, I am a mother for a single mama for. I work full time. And I have a lot of things on my plate. And so, I have not been taking on more of the role of being with somebody from the start to the end. So I've been more of that person because of my personality and who I am and what I have to where if somebody can't make it there and I can be there, I'm there. So my experiences have been times when um, people aren't able to make appointments and I can come in and I can just fit right in and I can be who you need, even though somebody else has not been there. So I begin to be that full spectrum dude that's a part of the support village. So I'm a So village to the doulas, as you can say. So when a doula is not able to be there, I'm Kenyan. So there has been births where there has been, you know, especially with COVID going on, that I have been able to step in when um, doulas have had COVID. I have stepped in, went to hospitals to be there with a mom. And that mom was like, you would have thought I knew you forever. Like, I thought you were my friend. I thought you were my doula the whole time. And it's luckily, you know, when they have that birth plan there, it's real easy because I'm following and I'm able to do that and I'm able to make sure of it. And then again, I'm watching what that mom needs and what she wants. I'm I'm tuned into her. I'm tapped into her. I know what she wants, what she needs, and I'm able to make sure that she has that experience in such a short time. And then again, at postpartum, I'm like a lot of my work that I do is postpartum. I- making sure that they have all the support afterwards because I don't want to see anybody suffering in that postpartum depression, that lack of not knowing, that education part. So again, mine's look very different from Kamaria, but at the same time, we're both doing that support. We're both there for them. We're both, whatever you need us to be, we're there. And that's pretty much what a doula is. Whatever you need, we're there. So my full spectrum looks more like a, okay, somebody else not going to be there. I got you. I got your back. I'm there. I got you, boo. I'm your village. I'm whoever you need me to. To be at that moment. So yeah, that's my full spectrum. My full spectrum dual life.
1: Thank you, Dina. And Angela, can you answer um, that question, please?
2: Sure. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Lakita. Um, yeah, I, I really have a lot of respect for both Kamari and Dina. They do amazing work. Um, And it is interesting how all of us look differently. You know, full spectrum doula um, means so many different things. I know on that slide, we didn't have a menopause doula as well, which I'm also a menopause doula. um, And I think, like, for me, it's really that entire journey. You know, being a healer, being a doula, it's the same thing, that we're there to support people on their entire life journey it isn't just about having a baby it's being that mentor that support and we become family like for all of the people out there who think this is just business this is just professional you're in the wrong line of work because you give a hundred percent of yourself and you know that journey with people uh, when they're trying to conceive, you know, and all of the emotions that go along with that. And then um, end of life doulas, you know, when things don't go as expected, but you still you're still there to support and to help people to to be able to accept and to heal from trauma um being able to talk through holistically, you know, a good way to be in the world, a good way to live, a good way to raise your family. Um, and then all the way into the later years, menopause doulas, um, you know, it's it's still just as demanding. You're you're helping people through another stage of life in a very difficult stage of life for some people. Um, and it it's beautiful. And we are learning and growing just as much as our clients, you know, that to find a good doula, just know that, you know, you're looking for a humble person, a hardworking person, someone who is always open to learning and growing, because we don't know everything. We share our experiences and our knowledge, but um, it is a journey and it's an important journey and it's something that I really do believe is impactful and is going to help many of our cultures to heal and to get better and grow. Thank you, Angela. Thank you, ladies. Um,
1: So one of the things that I've noticed in my um, experience in birth work is that sometimes I battle with when a client needs a doula um, and I, I think I've noticed lately that um I feel like sometimes moms in the in their postpartum or birthing persons in their postpartum journey really need a doula, like really heavily, more so than the feeling that I get pulled towards in a birth setting. So I wanna talk a little bit about when do you all feel like um someone should obtain their doula? Do you think that they need their doula right away during their birth only, or when when do you feel like your work has pulled you um into this work? What, what was the most demanding for you? We can start with Kamaria. Okay. Uh, you
4: said what was more demanding?
1: Yeah. What was more de- demanding for you? What's your opinion about when a doula is needed the most? And like what journey? I, I like to
4: I honestly like to leave that up to my clients. Like, whenever you feel like you need me, that's when I'll be there for you. If you don't need me, I'm not about to blow your phone up. I am not a social worker. Um, I am not there to get all in your business. Um, that's not my role. My role is to support you when you need me to support you. Um, um, not saying that, I don't kind of, you know, I do... Re- out every once in a while just to make sure you're okay but you know I don't I don't want to be that person that I don't want to be that oh here she go but like, I want to be that so I kind of leave that up to my moms to my dads um you know when, whenever you feel like you need me if you don't need me then you know hey it's it happens I've I've had moms that you know don't call or um you know don't reach out until the day that they are ready to give birth like hey I'm on my way to the hospital where you at (laughs) and so as a doula like you have to be prepared because it's everybody is in their own walk of of life everybody has their own journey and everybody needs to be supported in a different way so I like to let let my family determine they need the support I hope that answered
1: your question. It did. You're fine. That that was that was perfect. Um, Dina or Angela, whichever one, um, if you have anything to add to that.
3: I can add a little bit. But again, it still goes to that support. So I guess in whatever stage that the birth person needs the most support at. So whether it's throughout the whole thing, then that's when they can start with a doula from when they're trying to conceive all the way up until postpartum. So I feel like it's whenever they need the biggest support is when they need to reach out and to get a doula. And then again, not only with the support, it's if you're uneducated and you don't know when or you don't know what's going to happen, then again, reaching out and getting a doula. Again, a lot of times for me, I've been a lot of the postpartum doula. That's been a lot of a demand that I've been getting. Again, it could be my background and the education that I have in early childhood. And then a lot of times I also then get the in that prenatal stage when they're um after they know that they are um getting ready to they they have conceived and have a baby on the way um a lot of the times that has been the demand that I have where it's a lot of those first time or young moms where they are unable to they don't know a lot of the information, so a lot of first time moms reach out to me prenatally and then moms all over just kind of reach out to me for that postpartum after they have whether it's their first one, their sixth one, a lot of times they reach out to me at that moment. So that's been my higher demand.
1: Thank you. And Angela, did you want to add anything?
2: Yeah, um I I agree that um with Dina that postpartum I think is very stressful on moms. And I I think that we give a lot of attention to to moms when they're pregnant and you know, but once the baby comes it's kind of like the mom cease to exist. You know, everybody's worried about the baby, but there is still a lot of care that needs to be given to the moms. There's a whole life adjustment, whether you're having your first child or your sixth child. It's different with every pregnancy, with every birth, and there are always going to be different challenges and new adjustments. So I, I really do um, see the need being very great postpartum for most women or for most people, most birthing persons. Thank you, thank you. Um, we
1: do have a couple of people um, in the audience on Facebook. So if you're watching and you have any questions, feel free to put those in the chat and I'll, and I'll ask the, the ladies here. Um, what tips can you provide to those that are listening and watching um, to, Uh, selecting a doula for themselves in whatever journey that they're in around the prenatal
3: session, And we can start with Dina. I'm definitely just, number one, doing what everybody do, um, Googling it and just seeing what doulas are out there. And then when you googling them, research them, Um, see if they are that. Get testimonies. Ask them to send you something. Um, Talk to them. If you get on on the phone with them and you realize that this relationship is not going to work, because as Kamaria said and Angela said, this is somebody who you're getting ready to have for a long period of time who's going to have to be there to support you. So if it's someone who you do not feel comfortable with, um, it's okay to let that person know that you no longer want to work with them and to find somebody else. Um, again, because this is relational, um, this has to do with you, this has to do with somebody who's going to advocate for you when you're unable to advocate for yourself, because there's going to be moments and times when you may not be able to make the best decision for yourself, and you want to make sure that this person is going to be there to support you, it's going to be like family to you, so making sure that when you're looking for someone, that you do make sure that that relational piece is there, and, you know, most doulas have the education, and like Angela said, Each birth and person is going to be different. Each birth and experience is going to be different. So you can't look at it even as, well, you know, I worked with her before and this is going to be what I'm going to need for this time. Um, So you may just make sure that during that time that that relationship is what's worked because life is um, happening to all of us as we continue to go.
1: Thank you. Uh, Kamaria, Angela, did you have anything to add to that?
2: Yes, um, I agree with everything that Dina said. I think it's very, very important to do your research, to ask questions, to ask other people. Um, but then it's very important to make sure that you have a personal connection, that you feel you are heard and respected and that your values align as well. Um, because it's, you know, it's Again, you know, that's your advocate. That's your voice when you may not have one or be able to advocate for yourself Um, and also someone who you feel empowered to be around, someone who is teaching you things and willing to answer your questions and willing to be open and honest with you um, and not just tell you what you want to hear, because sometimes, you know, it's not always what you want to hear, but. You want someone who is brave enough and um, tactful enough to be able to tell you things in a way that will be received. And that, that respect and mutual respect is very, very important.
1: Thank you. Um, so sometimes in the community we have um, birthing persons that are unable to uh, afford a doula. What are some tips that you all could give to them to kind of help navigate themselves through their um, prenatal journey. Um, we'll start with Kamaria.
4: Um, don't let this discourage you. Like, we need help sometimes. So, you know, if you find somebody that you really like, to talk to them. You know, you never know. They may have some type of sliding skills. They may have some type of scholarship. They may have, you know, some type of insurance policy that they can make you to or, you know, get you support through. So don't, don't let that stop you from reaching out to the support that you need.
1: Thank you. You were kind of breaking up a little bit for me. I don't know if that was the same for everybody else, but I think I heard you say uh, you talked about insurance policies and just not letting that deter folks from, you know, feeling like they can still achieve the support that they're looking for. Am, am I right in summarizing that? <laughs> okay. All right. And yes. then Dina. Okay. Dina and Angela, do you have anything to add to that?
2: I do. Um, I, I agree with Kamaria that um, you can, if there is someone you're interested in, like we're all human beings, like talk to them, see what their viewpoint is, see if they can work sliding scale or do payment plans. And then I I would also suggest um, bartering you know, seeing what you have to offer and seeing what they're willing to accept and how you can make um, what would feel like even and respectful exchanges. Um, Because not everyone, especially people who do this work, we all recognize and understand that money isn't the most important thing. You know, we're really trying to uplift our communities of culture and There are traditional things that we can partake in that will help us to move forward. Um, So I would definitely not let, you know, the ability to pay deter you. I think everyone is open um, for conversations and coming up with creative alternatives and solutions.
3: Yeah, I'm going to throw something in there um, and I'm with, talk to your insurance company, your HMO, and let them know that this is a service that you really want and promoting it and see if they can possibly have somebody to um, refer you to as well as that also lets them know that this is a need so that, and that way they can have it as part of their insurance. So that way doulas can get paid from your insurance. So therefore, you know, that helps to advocate for yourself and others as well. So calling your insurance and your HMOs and letting them know, hey, I want to get a doula, but I'm unable to afford one. Um, Is there anyone who you can refer me to that my insurance can possibly cover? And if they say, oh, it's not covered by insurance, then, you know, let them know, hey, it should be. And so then that way it can be something that then becomes to be a no cost to you because it is taken care of by your insurance.
1: Thank you, Dina. And a question for you um, is: What tips
0: can you provide um, the the birthing person's partner to support them in the postpartum? What tips can you provide to them to be able to support their their birthing person?
3: Um, kind of like what I would do, kind of as a doula, making sure that you're keeping an eye on their mood, so seeing if they have um, mood swings, if they're changing, if they're showing any signs of depression, um, their eating habits. So, are they eating? Enough because, you know, sometimes they are chest feeding or breastfeeding and they need to have extra nourishment. So seeing when the last time that they ate and if they haven't ate, you know, bring them something to eat. So that way they're um keeping with their nourishment. If you see that they need a nap and they're tired, um, allowing them some time to, again, take that nap sharing the responsibilities of caring for the newborn, uh, helping them. And even if it's not the newborn, maybe the older kids, so that way she's not being able, or the birthing person is not able to have to do it all, that they're having um, a lot of help and a lot of support from you. And even if you, they do not live in a house, just coming and making sure and checking on them as well, um, if they're not in the house, giving them that time away to come in and support them as well. And the biggest and easiest tip that I can say is be kind to yourself as well. You're probably just as new to this. It's probably a lot that you don't know, a lot that you're uneducated on. You can research, look it up. Um, but the easiest thing is to be patient with everybody because even, like I said, even if it's the first one or the sixth one, everything is going to be new. This baby may have slept completely through the night and the other one has been up all night long. And this one sleeps during the day. So every, um experience is going to be different. Every birth is going to be different. So just making sure that you're patient with the birth in person as well as with yourself.
0: Thank you. Thank you. I'm just going to invite the audience to ask any questions that they might have in the chat. But in the meantime, um, i like to open the floor up for you ladies to be able to talk about your businesses. I know all of you are business owners. You're all amazing doula sisters of mine. And I just want to shed some light on the work that you're doing in the community. Um, Angela, they cannot see you at all on Facebook. So when you talk, you might want to just turn your camera on for a second, even if it glitches a little bit, but they can't see you at all. Um, but yeah, just go ahead and um we can start with uh Angela, we can start with you since they didn't get to see you yet. <laughs> Talk about the work you do. don't leave anything out because I'm gonna call you out and be like, you forgot this. <laughs> Talk about the work that you do in the community, um, from doula work to everything that you do in the community so that and then tell folks how they can get in contact with you.
2: Well, I'm sorry. My computer screen is kind of messing up. That's why I've had it off this entire time. I'll leave it on for a little while. (laughs) Um, I'm also um, the owner of UNEPA Herbals. I've been an herbalist for many, many years. Um, I do urban egg. I I do a lot of different holistic things. I'm a 500 hour yoga instructor and Reiki master. but my passion really does lie with community and the work that we do as doulas and uplifting our communities to heal and to have healthier families and to be the ones empowered to teach our future generations. So thank you, thank you for having me. Thank you, Angela. Um, all right, Ms. Kamaria.
4: Um, okay, so my business is truly divine supportive services. Where I like to focus more on the parents. I just believe that there's so many programs out here that kind of focus more on the children. So I like to focus more on the parents and supporting the parents where they need to be supported. Whether that's through education, I offer, um, I offer anger management classes um, healthy relationship, um, nurturing parenting. I am also a belly bonding practitioner. I do placenta encapsulations. Um, I'm a lactation specialist and, um, yeah, so I'm not on social media. I have no type of social media handles. I'm, I'm kind of working on that, but at the same time, I I think I want to stick to the old-fashioned way to see kind of how far I get. Um, social media is kind of scary for me, so being on here with you guys is a big step out of my comfort zone, so <laughs> thank you so much, Laquita, for having me on here. Um, yeah, I have um a couple emails. So I have truly divine three six five at gmail dot com is one of my contacts. And then um I also have Kamaria at Essentially empower inc, um dot org where I can be reached as well.
0: Thank you, Kamaria. And then Miss Dina, can you share? You. you know
4: i don't like
3: doing this part this is the part i don't like so like mario don't like social media i don't like talking about myself or bragging about myself like this is the part that i would been like Keita, you could have just said it and introduced me like i don't i don't want to do this part
2: nope
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, well i am the founder of be inspired for children um it does encompass pretty much the whole family so from um, moms with their prenatal stage all the way up until um, even if you're a grandparent and you're still taking care of children. Um, so anything that's surrounding people who are taking care of children pretty much providing referrals and resources for them to make sure that they have the support. Because my thing is the easiest thing is you need education in order to help prevent child abuse. I feel like child abuse is 100% preventable. You just need the education and the right tools that you need to prevent child abuse. So Be Inspired was pretty much created to help to um, minimize um, child abuse for the children who are in our care. So we have all types of classes, all types of re- um, workshops. We've done research to make sure that we have everything that pretty much anybody who's taking care of children needs. Um, Within that, I also then birthed off of that or spend off or put under umbrella of that uh, where I have Dina Michelle Inc, where that is a pretty much a training institute for child care providers. So people who are in the early childhood field, pretty much same thing, same. Um, Same thing, except for it's just more sort of gears toward people who are in the child care field. So whether you have a child or you don't have a kid, but you're working in that environment where you have kids, so again, we're still providing those same training resources and things to help those um, child care professionals to be able to have those resources and education that they need to reduce child abuse. Peter, I feel like I'm missing a whole lot. What else am I missing? <laughs>
0: You know, I was trying to think, I think all of y'all are missing something, but that's just because y'all are all amazing and have y'all hands in many different pots. And that's why I think it's very important to talk about yourself, even though I know you don't like to do that.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I and
3: that's think- why you always forget something because you don't normally do it. Then of course, um, working, partnering with Essentially Empowered, as you guys all know. Um, and that's where I do a lot of my doing work. And again, because I do all the other stuff and still have a full-time job. Um, A lot of the times I'm doing a lot of the postpartum work for her and the education piece of that. And um, with that, um, like Kamara said, um, I don't know which one it is, whether it's the certified lactation, lactation specialist. I don't know, but yeah, um, have that one encapsulation belly binding so i have that one i want to take the um home birthing class so but um when they went to do that when i wasn't able to travel but i want to be able to do that one as well so pretty much anything that is evolved around children that's that's me so pretty much all of it, all aspects of anything evolving around children that's me
0: That is very true. I still feel like y'all left stuff out, but I couldn't remember everything. So I'm gonna leave it alone. But thank you all for joining us today to educate the community on what a doula is. There are still several, several, several people that don't know what a doula is. I actually just ran into somebody yesterday at the state level that was like, what's a doula? And I was like, what? Hey, anywho, um, I appreciate your time. I appreciate everything that you do in the community. And I'm so, so, so grateful to have you all um, be a part of the Instinctually Empowered Family and just to have you as dual sisters in the community, period. Um, I will not hold you on here. I do not see any questions on Facebook. Let me just double check, make sure I'm not lying. Yep, I will see any questions on Facebook, but um, I appreciate you for coming on here. And just in case you didn't hear how you can contact these ladies, um, Angela put that she's available via Instagram at Yennepa Herbals, and that's Y-E-N-E-P-A-H-E-R-B-A-L-S. And then Kamaria put that she's available at kamaria at org. Feel free to just go to the website. You can find her on there. And then her business also is Truly Divine. 365 at gmail.com. Dina, you did not share how people can reach you. I
3: did not. Didn't I just say I don't like this part? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, either website, so www. dina d-e-n-n-a-michelle, m-i-c-h-e-l-e.com. Um, also pretty much most social media handles is still Dina Michelle at some aspect. And then um Be Inspired for Children is W W w.beinspiredforchildreninc.org. You can find me there as well. And Be Inspired also has a page on Facebook, Now Be Inspired. I believe we on Instagram. Again, I'm like Kamaria. I don't like doing all the social media stuff. Oh, and I have a podcast. So yeah, y'all can look me up on the podcast. So like Imperfectly Perfect Mom podcast, look me up. I actually got permission from um, Kita, so this will be on there as well. So if you didn't hear here, it'll be there as well. Kita was a guest on one of those. So if you haven't went on there, she talked about trauma. Yeah, she forgot all about that. So go to the podcast, <laughs> listen to the podcast where Kita was on there as well, talking to us about trauma. So yeah, that's how you can find.
0: Thank you, ladies, and if you are in need of a doula, feel free to visit our website. You can find these amazing ladies listed on there, but they also have their own businesses. Um, We have other um, doulas that's across the state of Wisconsin, so don't let your location deter you from receiving a doula, because we might have someone that can support you. Thank you all for joining
2: us, and have a good evening. Thank you.